Hello everyone and welcome to the 261st episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on April 12th, 2021. I got... I got like a full eight, eight and a half hours of sleep last night. I'm ready to take on the world, man. Wow. I gotta do this more often. I see why it's the standard now. I don't know if it's the standard. It's definitely the recommended amount what? of sleep. Okay. I don't yeah. know how many people are actually getting eight hours of sleep, but it's not like a, oh my God, did you know that getting eight hours of sleep makes your life like a whole lot better? Everyone knows this. Yeah. And still, you you just usually don't because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, mm, I could go to sleep an hour earlier, but then my precious, precious free time would be even more limited than it already is. Mm -hmm. And goddamn, do I need to stay and scroll through social media on my phone for another hour? (laughs) All I'm saying is, you know, nine to five job. You gotta, you gotta exercise on top of that if you're being responsible. Sometimes you gotta cook. Gotta take uh, care of a couple chores and other errands. Before you know it, it's like 9 p.m. You know? And it's like, all right, so, you know, I only got like two hours before I go to bed at 11, wake up by 7, but it's like, I can push that to midnight. I can get three hours of free time in, and then, you know, seven hours of sleep is passable. Probably. Yeah, that's, I, I go to bed usually around like 11.30, mm-hmm. and then wake up at like quarter to seven. So, I mean, I'm getting... So- I don't know, about seven hours of sleep. So, I mean, I guess the thing I do is technically cheating where I say, yeah, I'm going to bed at this time and I'm waking up at this time. So that means I'm getting X amount when in reality it's, all right, I am laying in my bed at this time. I'm not actually sleeping until maybe half an hour, 45 minutes later. Yeah. Well, yeah, my bedtime is at 11.30, so that means that at 11.30, I'm going to get up from the couch and brush my teeth and get in bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then at some other point in the future, I will be asleep. What's the actual average sleep time? Oh, wow. Wow. Americans currently average 6.8 hours of sleep at night. Yeah, that's almost seven hours. Yeah. A lot of people sleep less. I mean, be, I mean that's an average, so that means that right. a lot of people are sleeping less than that. So, yeah. I guess, yeah, who is out here? Like, yeah, I get about nine hours of sleep every night. You know what I think that is? I think it's skewed where it's like most people get like six hours of sleep and then there's like a handful of people that get like 13 hours of sleep a night <laughs> that pulls the average to almost seven. Fuck. That would be that would be a life. That would that would be nothing but <laughs> your life is a nonstop cycle of sleeping and then working. Yeah, it's like when it's like an alien Mm-hmm. when these people are in hypersleep or whatever, and then they wake up. They're like, it's time to do your job. There's, a, We're waking you up because it's time to do your job. And then, like, assuming that when they're, 
I don't know, their mining job or whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Whenever that's done, they go back to sleep. That is... We're... That that's definitely going to be the next technology thing, right? Is that kind of cryo sleep? Not only because that's cool shit and will allow us to do space travel more, but also like shitty jobs, like an alien. That that's how those are feasible. That's mm-hmm. that's how you're mining deep space and shit because you just have a bunch of people who, yeah, sure. If I'm getting paid better than a crab fisherman, I'll sleep for a year. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make what would, you know, be today's equivalent of, like, $200,000. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll only think that it's, like, a year's worth of work, but I'm actually out there for, like, 15 years. And I just, I just get back and it's like, well, time to continue. All my friends are dead. Who fucking cares? <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking when you do the math over that amount of time. That's not actually that much money yeah no by the time you get back the inflation has totally fucked it so it's actually more like seventy five thousand. <laughs> but i have no expenses for that period of time because i'm legally dead i don't even have to pay taxes oh god how would that work i mean i'm, I'm sure in elon's future right. mars world there are no taxes but then also you are you are just a slave Mm-hmm. So there's no need to pay taxes when you aren't getting paid at all. Yeah. And they work you until you either die or it's time to go back to sleep. Whichever one comes first. Elon's been a lot less boisterous about the uh, his plans for Mars after that series of rockets blew up, hasn't he? I don't think it has anything to do with it. I mean, the, remember, <laughs> most of the rockets were blowing up, and then yeah. eventually some of them succeeded. But all throughout that process of 80% of his rockets exploding, he was still like, yep, going to colonize Mars. I'm going to be the king of Mars. You were all going to be my little bitch slaves. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay! <laughs> this is what we want. <laughs> oh, fucking bootlickers. So if let's let's say Elon is not the king of Mars. Yes. And uh we're not slaves, but we still have the opportunity to go to Mars mm-hmm. and basically do what we were talking about doing in Antarctica. Right. Would you do it? Would you go to Mars for what would be like a year and, and work as like a Mars janitor? <laughs> Or well, like the, like the guy that lifts stuff around while the scientists do the research and then come back. I mean, that is an interesting and pretty cool proposition because as I think this out a little bit, they're not totally dissimilar, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're if for whatever reason you're forced out of the Mars station or something shuts down and the facility stops working, you're going to die. Yeah, and if that happens in Antarctica, you're probably going to die, you know? Yeah. This is jumping from, like, a 90% death in Antarctica to 100% on Mars. But Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the percentages are different. The, the main difference between these two, besides the fact that one of them doesn't actually exist yet, but, like, in, right. in the hypothetical situation, the main difference is 
you are not going to die. You don't really have much of a chance of dying on the way to or on the way back from Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the trip to Mars is going to be one much longer and two much more dangerous. That yeah. that's the big difference. And and then in theory they wouldn't have Mars janitors until it's like set up enough where it would yeah. be safe for them to work there. Because as it stands right now, like you know, the first couple of trips to Mars, whenever we end up doing it, are going to be extremely dangerous mm-hmm. for the people that are there on Mars setting stuff up. I. So right now, I'm leaning towards no, I wouldn't want to do that. If only because it kind of seems like the same logic that people use to justify climbing Mount Everest. Where the motivator for me or other people do this is, yeah, I get to be one of the only people in the history of the world to do this thing. And then it's like, you hear about people dying on the trek up to Mount Everest, and it's like, yeah, that sucks, but also I have a hard time feeling like this is a tragedy, because you put yourself in a dangerous situation for fun. You're doing it because the chance of success is relatively low. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing this because you have a really good chance of just dying. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Whereas, like, in Antarctica, there are risks, but the chances of you dying are pretty low because they have shit figured out. Right. Like, I'm... I have no idea how many scientists or workers have died in Antarctica working there. I got to imagine it's really low. Yeah. If if at all. Sure, like the the people that first explored Antarctica a lot of them died. Yeah. <laughs> but now nowadays there's not really a risk. Mm-hmm. So like if if Mars was at that point, I think I would do it. I think I would risk the the trip over there to just say like, yeah, I I was here. I lifted some boxes on Mars. It's pretty fucking dope. Um, but as it stands right now, like, no, I would not be, like, one of the first people to explore Mars. Nah. Hmm. And by the time we get to that point, I'm going to be too old to to do any of that. It's fun to think about. Eh. Oh, ooh. Who? Okay. This is a fun Google. Uh, who was the oldest astronaut? I bet it's like a Russian guy. I bet they have like a 50-year-old Russian dude up there. John Herschel Glenn at 77 years of age. Glenn was the oldest human to ever travel to space. Wait, is that? Oh, wait, how old? 77. He he was 77 when he went up? Uh, His mission is almost nine days. Um... When he was 77, made him the oldest human to venture into space. Oh, oh, wait, okay. I, oh, wait, this was in a flight in 1962. So there was absolutely a justification of... <laughs> we're we're not 100% on this yet, so we're going to send somebody old. Because, yeah... <laughs> Uh, I don't, oh yeah, in 1998, while still a sitting senator, Glenn flew on the Discovery mission, making him at age 77 the oldest person to fly in space. Okay, okay. so he he was 
a NASA astronaut for a long time, oh, then okay. became a senator, and then in what appears to be a gimmick, <laughs> while he was a senator, went back to space for a little bit. For a couple of days, flew to the space station. That's or no, just, yeah, or no, yeah, just flew around orbit for a little bit. Yeah. Why not? That, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. That is the kind of shit you should be doing as a senior citizen. Yeah. <laughs> Good so for he you. Was the, he was the first American to orbit Earth. Okay. That was the thing in 62. Ah. Um... Yeah, Not okay. the first human. Russians beat us to that one. Yeah, but he was he was the first American. The Russians beat us by a while. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, Air Force pilot uh, shot down some planes in Korea because why not? Yeah. Um, became a test pilot, then was the first American in space. Became a senator and then went back to space as an old fucking man. <laughs> I assume because he probably was hoping that he would die in space Jesus. like a fucking man. Uh, somehow made it back. I don't know, dude. Like, launching a rocket is really hard on your body. Being in space is really hard on your body. John Glenn was probably one of the more fit 77-year-olds out there. One, because (laughs) he was, like, a soldier and a test pilot. Like, those guys are, like, physical freaks. And then also because he's a senator, probably had access to great medical care. Mm -hmm. But still, a 77-year-old going through that is... It's got to be really hard on you. Kind of kind of surprised that he was fine. Right? Uh, okay, granted, he would have been a senator in the 70s and 80s, so that's a little like, mm, what, are, what does this party affiliation actually mean? But he was a Democratic senator, so okay, we can, we can firmly say, good for you, John Herschel Glenn. Good for you just being kind of a badass. Yeah, honestly, like, that's kind of fucking dope. Yeah! <laughs> like, see, a lot of these astronauts, you know, they they get really famous because they do something cool and incredible, and, you know, they deserve it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they don't really do anything after that because for the most part, it's almost like professional sports where right. you have a very limited amount of time where you are physically capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. And then they also probably don't need to do that stuff anymore. So what do they do with the rest of their lives? I think yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of them run for office or you know become you know just public figures or whatever. But this guy's just like I, I'm going back. Like I'm I'm running it back. I'm doing this shit again. Like that's that's kind of cool, right? Um, I mean yeah, I, a lot of famously Neil Armstrong tried to have a political career after being the first man on the moon, but that just wasn't anywhere near as successful as he thought it would be. And I'm not really sure why I'm trying to find that now, but yeah. I mean, maybe he just like completely ran on the, I was the first man on the moon. I'm innovative. And then just had no platform. I mean, that that's how you lock in a state Senator position. Definitely. But, uh, president props not apparently props not gotta be a reality tv show host for that 
In the 80s, he went on a weird, like, North Pole expedition that someone put together of, like, the quote-unquote greatest explorers alive. Oh, God. Um, so, like, a couple of, like, mountaineers. Um, who is this? Uh, like, oh, James Fawcett, who was, like, another, like, big test pilot who set a bunch of records. Um, some, like like natural artists and that kind of stuff and then neil armstrong and they just like went kind of as a gimmick to to the north pole that's weird right god that seems like such a pity party after space Ugh, fuck it's gotta be that what a weird life that must have been good for him yeah yeah All right, I think I'll just about take us to a clap sync and then move on to the wacky post roll. What do we got today? Tony Robbins. Do I know that person? One reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus. We never concentrate our power. Most people dabble their way through life, never deciding to master anything in particular. Cool. Y'all are lazy. Is is that message. Robbins is known for infomercial seminars and self-help books, including the books Unlimited Power. <laughs> And Awaken the Giant Within. Jesus fucking Christ. Tony Robbins, I don't know you. Apparently you're six foot seven. So, okay, you you were you didn't have to awaken the giant within. You just were. But uh seemed like a little bit of a tool. Be tall. Yeah. Um I'm not finding it. Oh, it's Tony yep. Robbins, not Tony Robinson. Yeah, no. This man is no man's son. He was a unit from birth. This dude looks fucking weird. Wow. This dude, This dude's face. Hey, look at his face. He's this... had some work done, yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. What's a wacky non sequitur? What do we got going on? What's happening in the world? Uh, the Minnesota Police Department is once again just a, a a group of fucking awful people. I thought I thought we were getting rid of them, or maybe that was just one of the Twin Cities voted to drastically change their police department. What did they do? I don't. I don't. I, I know that they. Yeah, they they voted to do that. I don't. I don't think they ever enacted anything, which uh, is a weird thing because I remember seeing a bunch of stuff like Minnesota or Minneapolis or whatever voted to you know disband their police department or defund their police department, which is misleading because they just yeah wanted to focus more on community policing. Like yeah. here's where it is a year later. It's a fucking war zone. It's it's garbage. It's shit. And like this this wasn't like a Fox News report. This was on like CNN. Um and first off, 
none of those changes have happened yet. <laughs> and second off, like, it's because the Minneapolis de- Police Department has abandoned part of the city because of the Black Lives Matter protest. They're like, you know what, fuck it, you can run your own city. And so it's it's kind of chaos in parts mm-hmm. of it. Um, so, again, I don't know um, what city this was. Um, uh, Brooklyn Center um, is, is where this place is. But basically, okay. um, they... They pulled a black guy over, like a 20-year-old black man. Uh, let me see. I need to find out his name because that's probably the most important part here. Um, uh, Dante Wright was his name. Mm-hmm. So they pulled him over because he had an air freshener on his <laughs> rearview mirror, which is, I guess, illegal there because it obstructs vision. So they pulled him over. And then, of course, you know, they, it's a it's a black man, so they're going to make him get out of the car and searching for drugs and stuff like that. Um, and he, like, didn't take kindly to that and tried to get away. And one of the cops yelled, I'm going to tase him, and pulled out just a gun mm. and shot him. And then so he got shot a bunch and then hopped back in his car and tried to drive away because he was bleeding out, and then he ended up crashing and dying. I yeah. mean, he, he didn't die from the crash. He just, yeah, his car eventually... right stopped and he bled out um, is this i briefly saw this in the news is this the one that the police are labeling an accidental discharge oh yeah uh, like Which, i haven't i haven't seen them do that but yeah that's that's what they do is they say right. oh i was trying to tase him or they yell taser or i'm going to tase him and then shoot him with a real gun so that they don't face any sort of backlash because like oh simple mistake yeah a man died that shouldn't have but hey we all have gaffes in the workplace you know sometimes you hit reply all sometimes i kill a man yeah those are the same thing ostensibly for having an air freshener in his car yeah and so I, I cannot wait for the character assassination to drip out of Fox News over the next couple of days. Know nothing about Dante Wright. Probably just a kid. Yeah. You know? But I'm sure they're going to say, like, well, actually, Dante Wright wasn't an angel. He smoked a marijuana. Yeah. Fuck off, Fox News. Do we ever, do we ever properly roast that dumb daily show almost parody that fox news is doing no i don't think we have to i think it speaks for itself there's nothing there's nothing we can add to it it is the worst thing i've ever seen (laughs) yeah yeah i let me see if i can find the name of it one more time gutfeld gutfeld is the name of the guy on the show as well as the late night show He, I, I don't think he knows how to tell a joke. And it's fundamentally weird to me that Fox News would go with a non a conservative who's not a comedian to host this when there are too many conservative comedians and they could have found one. E- I, I, I think yeah. it's because they think it's easy. They see what right. the Daily Show does and they're like, oh, they're punching down. All they're doing is saying, look at this thing. And everyone's laughing. But I'm sure they don't think that is funny. Right. And so in their mind, the only 
part of telling a joke is saying, look at this thing. That's weird. But they're just saying like, oh, and AOC thinks that they're going to fix the environment. <laughs> like, uh, the Green New Deal. Am I right? Like, they they don't know how to make things funny because they just think that liberal things are funny. They just think that leftist things are inherently dumb. Mm-hmm. I, it, and so and so they're like all we have to do is say those words and people will laugh but it's it's so awful yeah yeah and it i don't it's awful in that very specific way of you feel like the people who made this never actually watched the daily show but read wikipedia page summaries of the daily show it's like it Mm-hmm. Well, and like maybe that's a part of the core issue of well, okay there are a lot of core issues of this but like the intrinsic issue is that they're trying Gutfield is trying to be John Stewart for conservatives when famously the Daily Show couldn't even get like the next John Stewart after he retired and that's like why I think Trevor Noah's really funny Trevor Hold Noah's up. great. Trevor, Trevor, Noah. Trevor, no- Trevor Noah on the Grammys was bad and cringy, but like Trevor Trevor Noah is very funny and he's he's also yes. incredibly smart. He's not he's not no. the next John Stewart because nobody is John Stewart exactly. They, and and they were smart enough to tr- not try to make him John Stewart. And they're just like, mm-hmm. all right, you're funny, you're smart, be yourself, I, it, tell your own jokes, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't know how to describe Jon Stewart's brand of comedy other than this man is somehow both the class clown and the smartest man in the room. Like, it's a very specific Jon Stewart energy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're even trying to go for that is And Jon Stewart misguided. cares deeply about right. every topic that they talk about. Like, he yeah. he has opinions and he, mm-hmm. and he uses them. Whereas I feel like a lot of these Fox News guys on this show were just like, all right say the same oh there's a thousand genders joke and then also you know i I don't know talk about you know socialism and that those are the two jokes you need to make and they're like cool that's that's it john john stewart wanted to make everything funny but also like really really point out what was wrong in these situations and you can make the argument whether or not, like, the concept of shows like The Daily Show have helped or hindered progressive causes because, I don't know, I, I think the counter-argument is that they didn't because now progressives are just snarky about everything rather than doing anything actionable. To which I say that's not... <laughs> that's the fault of the people watching and interpreting the show rather than the people behind it. But, yeah... I think it's also the fault of the people that see these, you know, progressive movements and they're like, oh, these people are being snarky. I'm not going to listen to their obviously correct points. Right. You know, like, yeah, I I don't think there's anything wrong with me pointing out how fucking dumb some of these people are for not understanding that, you know, universal health care is just a human right and it mm-hmm. needs to be and there's no way to explain to someone why they should care about other people even though they want like a real logical foolproof explanation when it's like these things are just inherent 
Yeah. You, you should understand this without me making a childhood analogy so that your dumb little brain can understand it. Mm-hmm. I, no, I don't, I don't have to take these people seriously. I can, I can make fun of them and, and joke and shit like that. So like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with the daily show poking fun at this shit. This was a good podcast. This was a good podcast. If for anything, it reminded me of how well, how much I like, like circa, circa 2012 to 2014 daily show, which is to say when I got really into the daily show. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening to the quarantine cast. Once again, this was episode 261. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube where we have highlight clips from this and the main Voluntary Viewing podcast. Email us your questions and business opportunities, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon if you like what we do and want us to keep going. Follow the act link in the description if you'd like to help a collection of great progressive causes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at v2 underscore podcast for updates. And follow me at LucasDeWriter to keep up with all of my writing. Thank you all so much for listening, and best of luck with the rest of your week.